Hi, my name is Melanie Thorley and welcome to the Lawcast. Uh, today we are going to look at Boston Legal. Now this is season three, episode one, and it's called We All Can't Get Along. And uh, we're going to have a look at some of the solicitors on this. Boston Legal is quite an old show, but quite a fun one nevertheless. And we're just going to see how things progress here. All rise, Judge Clark Brown presiding. I like oh, that. Dear. Everyone's standing. Uh, Judge Brown, I'm not his favorite. Be seated. I wouldn't be saying that so loudly. One of the interesting things about court, and you've probably already heard me say this once before, is that when the judge is sitting, somehow the noise just gets forward and um, there is no way you'd be saying anything quite so uh, dodgy um, about a judge. Plus, uh, more than likely, and almost certainly, yeah, I can't think of many occasions where this wouldn't happen. You would already know who the judge is before you walk in the door. There is a list, you look at it, and the judge there is the one that you can see. But let's see what happens. Ms. Schmidt, I have before me your motion to dismiss on constitutional grounds. Denied. Uh, you better take this. Your Honor, I would ask that you would reconsider the defense's motion. I will not. He wanted to purchase a loan. And he wanted to sell a lung. Horrible. Horrible. And shocking. In the interest of fairness, Your Honor, it's imperative that... No, I'm ruling on your papers. The law, as it stands, is constitutional. And my decision stands firm. I am not one of your activist judges, Miss Barr. I follow the law as it is written. A practice that makes me neither Nancy nor Pansy. We will proceed. I spoke with a... <laughs> okay. Nancy Pansy. It's a very chatty judge. Um, look, I give this actually a thumbs up. They all stood behind the, uh, the, the tables. They, they, they stayed there. Um, they respectfully asked a question and it was denied. Too bad, so sad. And uh, the judge himself was a little bit chatty, <laughs> my taste, but nevertheless, uh, I think that we probably got the message. Namsy nor Pamsy. Okay, let's just move this forward. Delayed office. To qualify for financial assistance? I didn't need to. My tuition was paid. All four years in full. Who paid your tuition, Megan? It took some digging, but I eventually learned that it was Daniel Post. I asked my father who Daniel Post was and if he knew anything about it. He said I should be grateful and to keep it between us. Then I found the test. Commonwealth Exhibit A. Was this the test you discovered? Yes, in my dad's desk. <laughs> it's a comparison study. Okay, so um, looks like what we're having here is evidence in chief. What that means is the... Applicant, uh, in this case, probably the Crown, because um, it's probably a criminal matter, is um, trying to prove that something happened. And one of their witnesses, which is, their, which is one of their witnesses, is this girl. And they're allowed to ask 
kind of open questions. So when it's your evidence in chief, you're allowed to ask, so what happened on the 25th of March, 2022? And the witness can tell a story. Now, if you're on the other side, really all you can do is ask yes and no questions. They are closed questions, not open ones. Uh, in this case, he also wandered around the front again. I really like the way they do this. He wandered around the front and he looks like he picked up some type of exhibit A. No, I don't know what it means. Uh, what, what we do here is uh, we wouldn't do that. So we all have what we call a brief. Um, all the documents that are before the judge are also before both parties and we would have copies of them. If the uh, witness needs to talk about their case uh, in some way, then they would also have their affidavit evidence in front of them, including whatever this Exhibit A was. So it's a little bit strange that he's gone around and gone, is this, is this kind of your thing? My father and Mr. Post, they're a perfect match for each other. Megan, why are you here testifying against your father? My mother died when I was six. My dad is my whole family. You have to at least try. Oh, she's, well, she's talking to some rando in the audience now. <laughs> okay, most of the time this wouldn't be allowed. Absolutely not allowed. Uh, let's see how this goes though. Megan. It's clear that you oh, love your Oh, she's got up. She's walking around the front. She's going towards and the witness. he has witness. a tumor in his brain that cannot be removed. And there's no getting around that, is there? A close question. No. But there's no real evidence that Daniel Post paid your tuition in exchange for one of your father's lungs. There's no contract between them. Nothing signed. No receipt. There's no real proof of a connection between the two of them. Correct. So they just got typed to match for the hell of it. Megan? Oh! Your father still... Okay, so if you were really... In, um, what do you call it? Cross-examining this witness, you wouldn't let them get away with just not answering the question. You would either say, answer the question, or you'd ask a question again, uh, and then you'd ask the judge to get the person to answer the question. Um, it is... It is not going to be the sort of thing that you would ignore. The reason you, you do not ask questions that you do not want an answer to, or you do not ask questions that you don't already know the answer to. So it would be really unusual, I think, to just let a question that you ask just go, disappear. But let's see how this plays out. I don't think there's much more left of this. Bill has both of his lungs. Isn't it possible that Daniel Post paid your tuition to be nice? Close question. Because he could. No, don't. The daughter of a friend. Okay. Wait for her to answer the question. I mean, it makes good TV, but it doesn't make very good evidence. Cool activity, yes, I'm not even going to get caught up in it. I promise you, Jerry, this will not stand. It's prostitution, pure and simple. Not prostitution, it was treatment. What's more, they didn't... Well, so again, we've got the two lawyers basically arguing 
I don't know if they were arguing with each other or they're arguing to the judge, but they're both standing up, big naughty again, and uh, they're both kind of talking at the same time. No way. Okay, let's see. Even engage in any sexual activity because they didn't have time. Oh, you they're still talking to each other. Ah, oh! Your Honour. Oh, he's got him a bumptious moron. I like it. I wish I could say it in court, but <laughs> do that. The judges is kind of sitting there listening to them arguing, which I think is really funny too. Okay, this is so not real. Okay. Of this society, when it comes oh, to he's really just kind of wandering around as well. Somebody has to be a guardian of decency. And this society. Okay, so now they've both walked out from behind the table and they're literally kind of, of standing there facing each other, having a good argument. A cartoon today without seeing an ad for erectile dysfunction. It's one of the fastest growing industries in our country. Better sex through chemicals. I'm not sure I see your point. My point is we're cultivating an obsession with sexual performance. And while it's perfectly acceptable to take a pill, if you seek behavioral therapy, well, that just goes against every Everything we stand for as a pharmaceutical nation. Well, right. Okay. So it looks like Alan Shaw is spending his time yelling at the judge now. Hell, hell no. Uh, there'd be definitely a recess. Ask him to compose himself and then come back with a proper argument later on. And he certainly wouldn't be doing it from outside behind that table. And re remember, in this scene, both lawyers are actually standing up on the outside in front of their table, just kind of, they've had a bit of a yell at each other, and now they're just standing there in the middle of the room. Weird. Certainly wouldn't happen in real life. This man has Asperger's syndrome. He has a disability when it comes to establishing intimate, social, emotional, and yes, sexual relationships. He sought treatment. And this pompous buffoon wants to make a case out of it to get some FaceTime with Nancy Grace. <laughs> I'm going to allow this. What? Pompous buffoon? I love it. I wish I could say it. It's not going to happen in real life. Okay, people. Well, I think I might bring this to an end. Motion to dismiss. I move for cause, and I'd ask your honor to sentence this idiot to sensitivity training, preferably for life. All right. I'm going to take this under advisement, and I will rule quickly. Adjourned. Ah. Uh, okay. Very. Very. Okay. <laughs> it's been adjourned. Well, it's probably the sensible thing to do since both of them are literally yelling at the judge. The judge doesn't seem impressed, but he kind of let it go on too far, and they're all still kind of standing around. The judge looks like he's about to get up and walk out of the room without everyone kind of being composed again. Look, it's not real, but it is really good TV. <laughs> okay, so we were watching Boston Legal, Season 3, Episode 1. Um, we all can't get along, but I hope everybody has had some fun watching this today as much as I have. And I will, uh, I'll see you guys in another week's time. Thanks for watching the Lawcast.